0: you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 chqr Wayne Nelson, back with you on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR. We've been discussing recreational property, that vacation home or cottage, and how good estate planning can protect it from risk. My guest this morning has been McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel Henry Villanueva, Henry, just before the break, we were talking about some of the things that can be incorporated into an estate plan with regards to that vacation home. And there are lots of considerations. Location is a big one, whether it's in Alberta, in another province or in another country. And let's expand upon where we left off.
1: For sure. So just as a recap quickly, uh, regarding recreational property, the first thing uh, that you have to decide on is, uh, do you intend to succeed this recreational property to the next generation or would you like to sell it? The second is the sentimental value that's attached to this sentimental property. And that, uh, again, deals with um, how much you spend time on the property, how much do the kids love playing on the property, um, or if
0: the kids don't want to have anything to do with the property. Exactly.
1: Uh, the third that we have to reconsider again is uh, the legal and the tax impact of uh, the property, whether or not uh, you have to pay a big tax bill upon the sale of this property and uh, on the legal aspect, who is entitled to the property. Uh, the the fourth, and what we would like to touch on further, is in regard to how you would plan for the succession of this recreational property.
0: And that's where we kind of left off. We were talking a little bit about usage and who gets to use it, when, and how often.
1: Exactly. So after you've decided that your intention is to succeed the property to the next generation and that the family has a big sentimental value on the property, the next Point of contention is how do you get this done? Uh, Here in Alberta, what we usually do is we set up trusts for recreational property that will guarantee that uh, the trusts will go on and the recreational property will be um, enjoyed by uh, generations to come. Now, that differs according to where this property is situated. If your recreational property is situated, for example, in Phoenix, Arizona, or somewhere else down south, then what you would need to do is set up a trust specifically for that U.S. recreational property, and there are technical requirements in setting one of those up. Such as? The technical requirements would involve, of course, a valuation of the property and setting up a trust so as to assure that the rest of your other assets here in Canada are not exposed to U.S. estate taxes should you pass away?
0: Oh, that's a big one. We don't want to be paying any more taxes than we have to.
1: Exactly, and the worst that could come out of it is you're liable for both taxes, taxes in the U.S. and taxes in Canada. Oh, not a good scenario.
0: All right, so we'll come and see McMillan Estate Planning to make sure that doesn't happen. What's the next thing we need to do?
1: Next thing we need to do is to make sure that the legal affairs or who is entitled to these property are properly registered in accordance with the province or country of where the land is situated. An example of that is if the property is in Alberta, there are two realms of ownership of lands and that is you can either own lands as joint tenants or tenants in common. By owning lands as joint tenants, the surviving joint tenant will inherit 100% of the property should one of the tenants pass away. Right. Compared to the other realm, which is tenants in common, whereby the laws of the province of Alberta dictate that owners can own parcels of land in certain proportions. So you can have three of your kids, plus yourself, each own 25% of the land. And in the event of you passing, the three other kids don't inherit the 100%. They keep their 25% each, and it's only your 25% that goes to your estate.
0: Very important to understand the jurisdiction and its impact on the estate.
1: Exactly. Compared to another example in BC, we have quite a big uh, probate fee And that has to uh, do with, uh, or it's based on the gross value of the property. So if you have a $5 million BC property and you're going to do probate on that, that's going to be a pretty hefty tax bill as far as probate.
0: So can a trust then protect the asset from those high probate fees?
1: Mm -hmm. So what happens is that throughout your life, you transfer the property to the trust. And since you do that, Should you pass away or when you pass away, the property is no longer yours and now not subject to that high probate fee, for example, because the land is now owned by the trust. All right. And the trust lives on continually and the children will benefit from this property with the least impact as far as probate fees and taxes.
0: Trusts are fairly new, They've been around a long time in Europe and also in the States, but fairly new to Canada. And so I think that a lot of people aren't familiar with how trusts operate and why they are of such benefit.
1: Mm -hmm. I'll give you another case study. One family uh, went to Macmillan and their goal was to take care of this recreational property. And we built in a pretty uh, lengthy trust for this family. And just examples of some clauses we built in were in regard to setting or appointing uh, a property manager who would take care of the day-to-day operations of the recreational property, which would include who gets to use this property, when and how long, and as well as management clauses that had to deal with uh, where we're going to get money for the renovation or maintenance of the property and payment of real property taxes, because you have to consider that as well. And we also had certain clauses that would provide for a mechanism in the event the whole family would like to sell the property. And a point of contention there is, even if mom and dad wanted to make sure that the property uh, stays with the family for generations to come, if the family, for some reason, receives an offer from an eager buyer for five times or six times the fair market value, then this might be worth selling and buying another legacy property for the family.
0: All right. And that's the benefit of the trust.
1: Exactly. These clauses, Everything
0: is inside the trust. The trust protects the property, protects the asset.
1: Exactly. So the trust now owns the property, and the trust has clauses that protect the management of that property, as well as what to do in certain instances where the property is involved.
0: Now, there's something called an estate freeze. What's that all about, Henry.
1: So an estate freeze is a mechanism whereby the family uh, parts value, parts with the asset rather, uh, in favor of the new generation. So for example, mom and dad have uh, an investment property in a business uh, with a value of $500,000 and they wish for their kids to take this over. So what they can do is they can do an estate freeze for the value of the property so that when the company grows and the real estate appreciates then uh, the kids will be liable or will inherit that growth so if the property increases in value from 500 to 600,000 then that 100,000 is now attributable to the children because the estate has already been frozen at $500,000
0: so they're only responsible for that $100,000 increase as far as
1: the taxes. taxes go. Exactly.
0: And what if the property loses? You go from 500000 and, uh, boy, this is not very common in, uh, <laughs> in the last couple of years in, in Calgary, uh, where the property might have lost market value.
1: Mm-hmm. Then the company shall take uh, the capital loss in the event of the sh- sale of the property.
0: And so the estate freeze protects the property in either case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do we talk about next for protecting that recreation property? We've looked at... Uh, a number of different scenarios. Mm -hmm. The the trust seems to be the key here. It is. Put that property in a trust, no matter where it's located, as long as all of the other uh, legal aspects have been attended to before it goes
1: into the trust. Mm -hmm. So the trusts are important, but what I also want to point out here is uh, that families should revisit recreational property. And what does that mean? What that means is what your ideal recreational property may be now may not be the same ideal recreational property 5, 7, 10, 15 years from now. I'll give you an example. In Macmillan, we have some families who have chosen beautiful lake properties here in Alberta, like properties in Sikomi Lake, for example, or they have a big chunk of farmland or a campground that they own and they enjoyed. However, uh, with the growth of the family and their exploration through B.C., they gotten fond of the vineyards in uh, Kelowna, for example, and they wanted to invest in something toward that area. And with that in mind, they chose to sell their recreational property in Alberta and replace it with another one in a different province. So what I want to remind families is uh, we may have a recreational property now, and if it doesn't you know, touch you at heart or touch the kid's heart Right now, anymore, then it might be time for you to canvas purchasing another recreational property somewhere else. But before you do that, you have to be again mindful of the tax implications and the legal implications of selling that recreational property and buying another one in a different jurisdiction.
0: Some good advice. Thanks, Henry. My guest today has been McMillan Estate Planning Legal Counsel, Henry Villanueva, and we've been discussing what families can do in their estate planning to protect their recreational property or vacation home from undue risk. If you'd like to know more, the Macmillan team will be in Calgary on Thursday, May 23rd at 6.30pm and in Edmonton on Tuesday, May 28th at 6pm to talk with you about estate or life planning. You can also contact Macmillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 during weekday business hours or visit their website at macmillanestate.com. I'm Wayne Nelson. Thanks for joining us on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.